0: Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue.
1: Today, we are going to talk about YouTube scaling secrets for 2023.
0: Yeah, so when you're thinking about YouTube and you're thinking about scaling... We found a few things that really work and don't work for us over the years. The big thing that I found that really works to scale your YouTube is, and I learned this from my video editor because he went to a conference that, where YouTube was speaking, they were talking about shorts and they were talking about long form videos. Even though YouTube has shorts, they don't want you to just create shorts. They also don't want you to just create long form content. Did you know, Eric, when you post long form content, YouTube doesn't want you to post shorts on the same day? As a long form video? No, I didn't know that. And then when you post short form videos like YouTube shorts, you can actually do two a day, but they need to be spread out. It was either four hours or six hours apart. It's one or the other I had to get. I wrote it down somewhere, but either way, worst case, you can use six hours apart. So they don't mind if you post two shorts a day. They don't mind if you post a long form video, but if you post a long form video and a short form video at the same day, it kind of messes with their algorithm.
1: I would hope that's not a permanent thing because that seems very counterintuitive for most people to have to even think about that.
0: I have no idea, but that's what he was told by YouTube. And I've worked with him for years, so he's not a liar and he's not I, one I believe who it. does tons of research. He just gets it by going to these events and stuff like
1: that. I believe it. So what I would say is, look, if you want to scale long-term, one, watch that Lex Friedman interview with Mr. Beast. It's a two-hour interview and he talks about business. He talks a lot about YouTube. And the good thing about Mr. Beast is that You know, this guy just wants to continually give back. He gives everything. He doesn't see anybody as a competitor. He looks at all creators as collaborators, right? And so, some of the things that you can be doing is one, spending more time on the actual video itself. So, you know, in this podcast, Neil and I were kind of going very quickly. These are like, you know, five, six minute videos, sometimes a little longer than that. But, I would say if you want to really take this to the next level, make it really crazy, we would have sessions where, you know, the videos are much longer, right? Much more detailed, a lot more data, just more well done in general, right? That's how you can do well for specifically the long form piece. Now the short form, you have to kind of adapt to the short form as well. So one, you kind of have to adapt to whatever is native to the platform that you're posting to, whether it's short or long form. And then the other thing is testing your headlines and your thumbnails. So you can use a tool called TubeBuddy for this. And we're constantly testing our headlines In our thumbnails. I am actually trying to take it to the more extreme case where I'm telling our editors now hey, if the headline and thumbnail isn't performing in the first hour, if you're seeing it's not in the top three or so, go ahead and change it, right? You have to constantly be changing this up. You have to be willing to change it up because a better thumbnail can get you two, three, four times more traffic or more views. And I think we could be doing much better there.
0: Yeah. And the other thing that we end up doing is we, where there's gold, we keep digging. So you end up creating a lot of content on any social platform, but let's say YouTube, for example, right, This because this video is about, or this episode is mainly about YouTube. If you find that certain topics hit harder, you just keep digging and you keep creating more content like around those topics. When you find topics not performing well, you don't want to keep creating content around them. What you'll find out is niche channels tend to do really well on YouTube if you have a lot of misses it actually screws up your future reach of your future videos so you need to focus on what people love the most and create more of that stuff and create less of the stuff that people don't and what we found is that really scales up your views and just gets you way more play better rankings more subscribers and just more love from the algorithm i don't know how much of that
1: you've done but i think at one point your channel is pretty broad and you're posting everything right eric yeah so here's the story i actually had maybe four or five years ago all I talked about was marketing and the channel is actually starting to really scale. And so what I mean by really scale is most of our videos would get probably 15, 20,000 views at least, and some would get, you know, two, four hundred thousand 400,000 views. And that's significant, right? It's, it's because it's just, we're talking about marketing here. And what happened, what Neil's alluding to is what happened along the way is like, I don't like being, you know, I don't like just talking about marketing. Like I want to talk about like, you know, investing. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, you know, crypto. At that point, then the algorithm doesn't know how to filter me. More importantly though, like if you think about it, when you watch a YouTube video, let's say you come to my channel, you watch something for about five minutes or so, almost immediately afterwards, if you go back to the homepage, you're going to see like one or two of my videos recommended because YouTube wants to see if you're going to continue to watch my stuff. If you do continue to watch my stuff, you're going to get recommended more. But what happens is because I started talking about marketing and then NFTs and then like crypto and then like business, someone that's interested in marketing that sees another video on NFTs, they're not going to click. And so what happens is I end up shooting myself in the foot, which is what happened over the years. And now finally, the algorithm is starting to recognize me more. But I think that mistake actually cost us a couple hundred thousand subscribers.
0: Yeah. And look, you live and learn. I've had similar issues where I followed someone who's telling me, Hey, this is what you need to do with your YouTube. You need to use this formula. Your videos need to be in this format, like sitting down. And that way you have to be interviewed by people and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of that just didn't work, right? You got to figure out what works for you. We all make mistakes. I would have had way more subscribers if I followed my own advice or was doing
1: based on what the data and the stats were telling me, but you live and learn. You know what's key? So this is actually the the Mr. Beast Lex Friedman interview where he talks about, hey, you know what, like, There's no set formula, like the more constraints, the more formulas that you try to add to your video, the more like you make it worse. Like you actually, you can't constrain creativity like that. And so it's just like, do whatever you think is best. That's gonna be the best video. And that's like his highest level advice, right? Forget about all the little things like, sure, you know, AVD, like average view duration, sure. Click through rate matters and all that stuff. But like at the end of the day, if you can make the best video possible, then great. That's all that matters.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to get some of those stats, like increasing your average view duration or some of those stats are just really difficult to manipulate. Nonetheless, if you can end up going out there and just creating amazing content and not worry about a formula like Mr. Beast is saying. I do think that is the best approach. You know, some of the best content I've seen on any platform is new, cutting edge, fresh stuff, or like when he did the squid game stuff, there was no formula for that. It was just really cool and people were interested in it. Or when he goes and he walked, I think it was a 24-hour marathon
1: or I forgot mm-hmm. how long he was in those- Counting to 100,000, getting buried alive. That was the worst one. He was buried alive for 24 hours. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I don't know why he would do that, but- He did it and you know, it probably got a lot of views. It did. I mean, each video now that they're getting is averaging, I think he's saying it averages a hundred million views or so, which is a lot, right? So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I'll say for this channel, my guess is it's the algorithm's going to notice it soon. And it's really going to start to compound because all we talk about is marketing here. And then we're also going to try to stitch some videos together. So a bunch of SEO videos that we made, we're going to stitch it together. Same thing for like, you know, paid media or CRO or YouTube, we're going to stitch them together. So we're going to have a higher AVD on them and we'll see how those go. So you get to see in real time. Time if you subscribe to us on YouTube. Anything else, Neil? Nope, that's it. All right, that's it for today. Please don't forget to rate if you subscribe on YouTube or on the pod, and we will see you tomorrow. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe
0: to the show, and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed.